Welcome to Launched. I'm Charlie Chapman, and today I'm excited to bring you the creator of the sports standing app Pennant, Tyler Hillsman. Tyler, welcome to the show. Thanks. Happy to be on. So I like to kick off uh, the show with a little icebreaker from, well, normally from the audience, but today uh, I have a selfish question from me. Oh, sure. So my question is, what do you do to relax? Oh, man, that is a good question. Um, and that's very, you know, something that we're all, all looking into right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Things are things are, things are are getting a little crazy uh, here in the, the Chapman household because uh, school year is about to start. I'm sure it's similar for you. You have uh, younger kids too. Yep. And so relaxing is a thing that uh, I'm already needing to, to do. <laughs> and uh, I think it's about to be even more important here in the future. Yeah, for sure. Um, man, that's a good question. So um, I would say on the, uh, on the micro level, like on a day-to-day thing, I like to read. I like to set aside at least, you know, a little bit of time to read, especially like in the morning, uh, my wife tends to go into work early or start work early if she's working from home, which is happening most of the time now. Um, but I, I like, you know, I like to read, you know, fiction or non or biographies, you know, stuff like that. So something like that, just to get my mind away from like any sort of work or anything like that. Um, and that's kind of, you know, one thing I like to do. Um, also I've been, uh, in the last couple of years, really been focused on, uh, working out uh, to an extent, like, you know, running or biking, uh, usually, uh, every day. Uh, and so, you know, that usually happens in the morning after dropping off the kids. Um, so biking is probably one of my, uh, you know, just relaxing ones. I often, that's actually where I listen to most of my podcast is, uh, is, uh, you know, biking or running. Um, and so, uh, it's kind of a, you know, a dual purpose there because a lot of times when I'm just working and in meetings and things like that, it's hard to listen to podcasts, uh, whenever I'm not, um, you know, <laughs> whenever I have something else to occupy my mind and eyes, I guess. Um, so yeah, I'd say that's, you know, some of, uh, some of what I would lean towards, um, on a more like, uh, every once in a while thing, you know, definitely like to get away and, you know, have, you know, vacations, of course, uh, we actually have one plan for next week, uh, to go to Colorado. And so, I'm excited to just kind of get away from the house that we've been in for, you know, <laughs> seems like forever uh, now. Yeah, that's actually before we recorded, I said it felt it feels like it's been a while since I've done this. And part of the reason for that is uh, we just did the same thing. We like rented a cabin. Nice. Uh, it's actually not very far from. Well, actually, I, I called it. We, we call it a cabin with the kids. It's a house in the woods <laughs> okay. with air conditioning is <laughs> far right, from right. a cabin. Uh, very comfortable, awesome. which was nice. But it wasn't actually really that far from us, uh, you know very much trying to like avoid you know other people basically but exactly nice thing about airbnbs nowadays is most of them have little numpad uh unlocks like you don't even see a human being as part of the process yeah which (laughs) for covid times is uh is actually pretty nice so yeah it was really nice to just not be in the same house that we've been in for uh months and months and it was in the woods so we could go walk through the woods and there's a little waterfall you walk to so yeah i think that's awesome (laughs) i think that's that's probably a good idea just for anybody uh, to do just to get yeah. know, away. Yeah. It feels like uh, the last the last few months have definitely been just like cooped up and like unchanging. And so, yeah, that's what I'm excited about with the, with this trip uh, as well. So uh, kind of uh, you know, take a deep breath of, you know, air away from people and uh, I'm very, very socially distanced. Yeah. Now, uh, are you doing like a, an RV kind of deal? Cause I know that's, that's something that you've <laughs> done before, right? 
Yeah. So uh, I'm at the day job, uh, so I, I work for Outdoorsy. It's uh, actually speaking of Airbnb, it's basically the Airbnb model, but for uh, for RVs. And so um, I'm the director of mobile apps there as my day job. Uh, so I lead the lead the mobile team uh, as well as writing uh, iOS code on the on the iOS projects. Um, and yeah, we uh, we you know the very much encourage testing out the platform by taking our own <laughs> vacations and uh, and you know renting RVs ourselves so um, I had done it once uh, last uh, last August actually so we're coming right up on a year of that uh, we as our first uh, expedition went uh, pretty close uh, somewhere between Omaha and Lincoln uh, there's a state park that was really nice and we uh, had the RV actually delivered so the uh, owner showed up and parked it in the campsite got it all set up for us and we just stayed there so I don't have to drive it anywhere uh, so we're taking the same same approach uh, with Colorado next week and so uh, uh, definitely excited about that. Not having to drive a uh, an RV through the mountains, uh, but getting to enjoy you know the scenery and uh, staying there. So uh, that's a, that's the majority of our trip will be will be in an RV there. That's interesting. I didn't realize that. Yeah. So yeah, so it's it's basically the RV experience except for the traveling with an RV experience. It's the staying exactly. put part, which is the part that you look forward to. And yeah, I, I can say for me, driving a giant RV is super intimidating. I've only ever yeah. done it with people <laughs> who like own one and do it all the time and. You know, you sort of marvel at how good they can take these turns that I'm uncomfortable doing in, you know, a big SUV, much less <laughs> a giant uh, RV right. like that. So that, that's really cool. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to it for sure. Nice. I'll, I'll be tweeting some pictures. Yeah, there you go. So uh, we, we kind of already got into it. But uh, one thing I always want to do is like get a primer on who you are before we get into yeah. uh, your app pennant. So mm-hmm. uh, you kind of already said uh, what your career is. But the main questions I ask everybody is where are you from? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any formal education related to what you do now? And then what's your career like pre uh, pennant? Oh man. Okay. That's a, this is <laughs> how much time do you have? Um, <laughs> so I'm, uh, I'm from, uh, from a real small town, uh, Eldorado Springs, Missouri, which is, uh, about an hour and a half south of Kansas city. Uh, it's on the, you know, southwestern corner of, uh, of Missouri and, uh, grew up out in the country. Uh, and I uh, didn't even actually, I was telling the story on Twitter a little bit the other day, but I didn't even have, uh, internet to my house until I was in college. Um, but oh, if, wow. uh, my parents worked, at, yeah, my parents worked at school. So you know, I spent a lot of time at school. Uh, they were both teachers. And so I, uh, yeah, I spent a lot of time at school using the internet there, of course. Um, but yeah, I sort of just taught myself web design uh, growing up, uh, like in high school, uh, you know, middle school and high school. I did some, you know, small, small web clients and things like that. Uh, you know, had had some freelance clients in high school. Um, kind of just kept that as a hobby, basically, in, uh, in college. Uh, I went to Missouri State in Springfield, Missouri. Um, and my degree is actually in marketing. And then I have an MBA on top of that uh, in uh, with an emphasis in marketing. Um, I really, you know, was was focused on the marketing world and really liked that a lot. Um, however, I always had that uh, technology uh, kind of hobby, I guess. I was always building uh, websites for myself on the side or building it for freelance clients, things like that. Um, and in any like organization I, got, I was a part of, I would like gravitate towards, uh, sure, I'll build the website or sure, I'll <laughs> make the HTML newsletter, which is you know, a horrible decision on my part. But um, <laughs> I, I um, kind of carried that with me. Uh, and as I went into uh, into my career, basically, um, started out uh, in a corporate role, uh, I, I switched to a, a marketing role in, in that uh, at that company, and uh, was really focused on marketing. But um, I also sort of gravitated toward the technology side of marketing. And so, um, uh, you know, landing pages, emails, uh, I was actually focused a lot on social media at the time, uh, you know, did uh, Twitter and Facebook uh, management, you know, community management for, uh, for a organization within within this big corporation. Um, and then after that, uh, I sort of, or actually during that, I taught myself, um, you know, I, I 
was pretty familiar with with web stuff at the time, um, but I really want to get into apps. Um, I've been an Apple fanboy for you know, pretty much ever, uh, and so I you know really wanted to develop apps. Uh, I learned about this company in uh, in Kansas City that uh, was an app platform. Um, it actually and after the you know after a little bit, I realized that it was a cross platform um, layer. Uh, it was an XML based layer on top um, that compiled down to um, Objective C on, in that case, obviously on iOS and then uh, Java on Android. Um, and so I, I built actually, uh, speaking of Pinit, my, my first um, iteration of that, uh, I think it was 2013. I think it was 2013. Yes, uh, it was. Um, and that was, uh, that was all written in this uh, in this XML based uh, layer. Uh, it was called Wire. Uh, the company was Rare Wire, and um, I ultimately ended up going to that company and working uh, working there. Um, from that point on, uh, I bounced around a few different jobs and uh, design roles, uh, in web roles, uh, and then especially in uh, in app roles. Um, I've also focused a lot on the project management side, and um, kind of all of that combined brought me to Outdoorsy, where I currently am. Uh, my my role is a dual role where I am focused on both um, both the development side and on the product ownership and the product management side. Um, and so I um, am set on the product team, but I also sit on the engineering team. I'm kind of a, an odd. Uh, an odd position there, but uh, really enjoy all the aspects. I like uh, everything from um, writing, you know, writing the tickets or writing, you know, planning the roadmap of, of the product as well as actually implementing it myself and, you know, working with my team to, to you know, write the code as well. So um, that is a super high level overview of, of <laughs> me, I guess. Uh, but yeah, um, not, not a, not a degree in my field. Uh, everything has been self-taught or, um, you know, there's a million valuable resources out there, of course. Uh, I mean, I could go on forever with Ray, Ray Wunderlich and John Sandell. And like, every, I mean, there's so many great resources um, that uh, even though some of those guys, you know, weren't necessarily, weren't necessarily active when I was learning, I'm constantly learning, obviously. And I think we all are. And so um, definitely, uh, you know, really good resources to help teach yourself, um, even if you're, you know, formal education isn't in computer science that's that's actually like the reason i asked that question i always feel sort of weird <laughs> asking it because it sounds like an interview yeah. question which has a negative connotation like they're trying <laughs> right, to right. you know filter you out but i exactly. i like asking it because there's a lot of people where you know they do have a computer science background but plenty of people don't and and fall into it and a lot of times you <laughs> can bring the skills that you you grew in this other field into this area, uh, especially right, as an indie right. where you're kind of doing it, all of the things anyway. Uh, so mm-hmm. I, I just kind of like getting that background on people because I do think it kind of colors uh, how that app and how that person kind of came to be. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So uh, you mentioned Pennant started out on this cl- cross-platform thing. So let's go ahead and just like jump into that app. So before before we really get into it, uh, I'll let you give kind of the pitch of what the app is. Sure. Uh, and then I'll and then I'll cut in and explain why I love it so much. Uh, <laughs> but I'll let I'll let you go first because I get very excited about this app. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I really really appreciate uh, your your support over the you know, over the last few years for sure. Um, so Pennant is a sports standings app. Uh, it originally started with just baseball, but uh, since then it's expanded to um, the I think the five largest uh, North American. American sports. So I currently support uh, professional baseball, football, basketball, hockey, and soccer. Um, I have more on the way. Uh, and currently, it's just you know North American versions. Uh, and currently, it's just professional versions. But there's obviously many, many leagues of, uh, of you know college and uh, professional uh, sports across uh, all the world. And so I've got my work cut out for me in the next few years. Um, but essentially, uh, Pennant is a way to see sports standings at a glance. So that's my, you know, 
two second tagline there where at any point you can pull out uh, your phone and see really easily where your team stands uh, within the season. And so um, my my team of, of choice, the, the Kansas City Royals are pretty low on the potential poll right now. Uh, but it's easy to see that at a glance and you can see uh, <laughs> like where they compare, uh, you know, among the among the division they're in, among the, the league they're in. Uh, you can drill in uh, to see more information, things like uh, wins, losses, um, the win percentage, uh, things like runs scored or uh, or allowed. Um, things like their ranking or their uh, standings within the division and within the league. Um, you can also see sports or the uh, game level scores. So you can see, uh, you know, you know what, what their win streak is. You know, maybe they've won you know, the last five in a row, uh, different things like that. And so um, that's really what it is. It's, you know, pretty straightforward. It's a very much a read-only app at the moment uh, that is very focused on, um, on just, you know, really making it easy to visualize uh, the standings of, uh, of the league. And then, of course, now you can you know, jump around to different sports and have different favorites uh, for you know per sport and everything. So. Yeah, and I the part I would like highly emphasize is the the quick way to like visualize standings because mm-hmm. I don't I don't know of any other app that does a visualization like this. Uh, and in particular, like you know, like when I look at it, it's it's like a bar chart basically of all the teams, right. and it's sectioned off by each league, you know, within uh, or sorry, each division within, like in baseball, each division within the MLB, mm-hmm. and it's you know easily sorted by you know the highest, the lowest within the league, and then you have little like markers for who currently has a wild card spot, uh, who currently is the division leader, that kind of stuff. Yep. And then there's also another view you can quickly swipe over to, which just shows the entire American league and the entire national league (laughs) all in one big view. And then you can see, again, this is for like being able to see quickly who has the wild card spot. Yep. And between those two views, like instantly I can get a picture of what the gist of the whole of baseball looks like and where my team, the Cardinals uh, sits inside of there, both at the like full league uh, uh, spectrum and down to my individual division. Yep. And like, the, like basically how I came across this app was when I first switched over to the iPhone, there was basically two non, you know, uh, big company apps that I mainly used. One of them was a white noise app, interestingly enough. Uh, <laughs> and the other one was an Android widget that all it did was show me the magic number for oh, yeah. uh for my team the cardinals and yep. uh for those of you who don't know don't know the magic number is basically like the mathematical number of wins that your team needs to make to make the playoffs uh and i don't remember exactly how it all works all i know is like <laughs> you know if i'm if i know we're in the lead then i know okay we need to win three more games and if we win three more games like doesn't matter what other teams do we're gonna make the playoffs and if another team loses that was close enough, then maybe that number even drops, even though my team didn't win that, that kind of thing. Um, and the reason I had that was because I used to keep up with baseball mm-hmm. a lot. Like, you know, I'd watch most games. I would read an actual paper, uh, you know, <laughs> of the games that I didn't see. Like I really kept up with it. I followed all the sports journalists on, on, you know, Twitter and over time as I had kids that like really kind of dropped off a lot. Mm-hmm. And, it really stunk because like the beginning of the year I would watch, you know, kind of regularly and then it would fall off pretty quick just because family and whatever. And then yep. because uh, my, <laughs> the team, my team is the Cardinals and we usually make the playoffs and are very good. Uh, <laughs> when we got into October, like I'd want to start watching again, uh-huh. but I wouldn't know all the stories. I wouldn't know like how we've been doing or were we behind for a long time and ahead for a long time. Mm-hmm. And so 
the thing that the magic number gave me was like this one number I could look at that kind of told me where we at right now, even though I can't watch the games. And so when I switched over to iOS, I searched all over the store to find an app that did that same thing. And I like couldn't find anything. And I came across this random indie app, uh, (laughs) which was not really a concept that I like, I didn't hold indie apps in necessarily high regard coming from Android. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, I'll give this one a shot. And like totally fell in love. It legitimately changed the way I saw switching to iOS. Like that's how (laughs) I I know it sounds like I'm like putting way more emphasis than it probably deserves. No offense, but (laughs) it it foundationally like, I mean, I can't tell you how many people I've annoyed. Most people who know know me right now are probably like rolling their eyes because uh, this app and carrot weather are two that I Uh like push on people because they bring me like joy (laughs) in a really (laughs) weird way. And being like, it took that concept of, I want to know how my team's doing throughout the year without watching every game, but it like pushes it to 11. Like I know, holy crap, you know, uh, the Dodgers are like way ahead of everybody this year. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I don't watch sports center. I don't have cable, but I know that story. So when I'm talking to somebody who keeps up with sports, you know, that elevator conversation that you're trying to have or whatever, Mm -hmm. I know the gist of what things are going on. And like, I just find that very helpful and awesome. Yeah. Uh, so (laughs) like I said, I was going to gush over (laughs) it and I wanted to get all that out of the way now. Uh, but (laughs) seriously, (laughs) if you, care at all about uh sports in fact if you care less about sports but you want to kind of keep up with it uh that is what this app is like incredible at and i've never found anything else like it (laughs) oh man that's uh that's high praise thanks (laughs) thanks so much that's uh that's awesome and yeah i I hadn't heard your backstory of how you you discovered it but just just pure uh just searching in the app store huh yeah well uh, and like to continue on the uh change the way i view the, the app store you're you are i believe the very first app I ever subscribed to for a long time. You were the only app I had a subscription to. Oh, wow. (laughs) Uh, And I believe you're the first like indie developer outside of like, probably like a Marco Arment or, you know, sort of the celebrity ones, I guess. Uh, Yep. You're the first one I sort of like found through Twitter because I remember thinking once, I guess this is made by one guy probably. And I went and looked in the settings (laughs) and found you and found you on Twitter. And it was this weird, Uh like, holy crap, it's a person behind this feeling. Uh, (laughs) Which again now is like something I regularly feel, you know, right, all the time. But right. uh, so part of my enthusiasm for this app is also just like it. It brought me into this sort of world of indie developers and the types of cool, unique experiences they can bring to the table. Oh man, that's awesome! That's quite a story. <laughs> that's really good. So uh, all that uh, <laughs> praise and gushing out of the way. Uh, let's get to like where did the idea itself come from? Like. I guess you sort of touched on it, but why specifically, you know, this app whenever you decided you wanted to make something? Yeah, exactly. Um, so actually it's not that far off from, from kind of your, uh, your rationale for, you know, why, why it's valuable. Um, because I, um, so I, you know, grew up near and, you know, near enough to Kansas city that we would come up and, uh, you know, a couple times a summer we might, you know, go to a game, but I also, uh, just didn't have like that. Um, I guess we did have cable, but it, I just feel like I, maybe there were fewer games on TV at the time. And it was just like harder to keep track of, of them. And then in Springfield, uh, I was, you know, trying to make a concerted effort more to, you know, kind of focus on them, but Springfield's kind of a, kind of a cardinal town. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, also like, I didn't really have like cable and like, you know, when you're in college, there's, you know, the office to watch and there's, you know, other, other more important things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Lost. Um, 
Yeah, exactly. Man, I was a big Lost fan. Uh, and I, uh, when I moved to Kansas City, I was like, okay, I'm really like, I enjoy baseball. I enjoy the Royals, but you're right. Like there's 162 games. Like it's a long season. And like you start off the season, you're, you know, paying attention to them and then you lose track and you're like, I don't know. I forgot how well we're doing or not. Or like, you know, what's, you know, what's, where's, where's our standing? Like, so, like, I know we won the last three nights, but what did everybody else do? And um, so I honestly, uh, at my corporate job made a Excel file that I would update every day. <laughs> <laughs> that would kind of keep track. I would just like, you know, go to ESPN or something like that and see the standings and just, you know, drop them into my Excel file, which was kind of my very, very rough draft of, um, of charting the, you know, the, the standings. And so, um, when I, uh, I learned about this, this company and, uh, and learned about, uh, this, uh, platform to build apps on, um, I had, you know, a couple different ideas. And one of them was like, would be pretty nice to like automate this and like, you know, let, let an API uh, fill out this bar chart for me instead of, you know, manually doing that every day. Um, so I, I, you know, I played with it. I, I built it out. Uh, it was, I mean, <laughs> it's, you know, sad to say sort of, I guess, but the main UI of the app hasn't really changed since 2013. Um, and so, you know, the original view had that it had uh, a pretty, pretty not great, uh, like gradient over not gradient, uh, but kind of um uh, filter over the top of the entire UI to make it look like kind of an aged paper because this was pre iOS seven. Ah, yes, you had to have a texture. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a texture, <laughs> and it was uh, yeah, man. Uh, some you can you could probably Google image some some old screenshots, and they uh, they're not that pretty. But I believe they call um, that lickable, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, and actually, this was uh, so the, the app, I guess I, I neglected to mention it was called race dependent at the time. It was more of a, uh, you know, the, the goal was like, you know, it's it's a race, like the whole whole long season is, is this big race. Um, I simplified that over over time, because I realized one word names are much cooler and uh, easier. And uh, so anyway, that's uh, with the re- relaunch, uh, I guess, last year. Uh, that's kind of the simplification I made there. But um, yeah, so that's, that's what I originally had. Um, I kind of have an interesting like launch day story or launch week story, I guess. Um, so I, I launched it a March, late March, 2013, like a week before the season. Um, I think I backfilled it with previous data temporarily, but there at the time there was no way to go back and like do, uh, um, you know, do like you see multiple years, which you can now do, uh, in the app. Um, but I, I had the, I had the app and I had it launched and I had this API that I was subscribing to that uh, would, you know, autofill stuff. Um, it would autofill it actually, uh, interestingly, at like, uh, or it would like pipe, pipe down um, the new results at like seven o'clock in the morning, the next morning. Uh, so it wasn't real time at all. It was uh, just um, kind of a, a, you know, couple hour delayed uh, standings API. And anyway, I, you know, had that pulled in. Um, I, I launched it at the App Store. I mean, I didn't really know what I was doing. I, you know, tweeted about it or something. I, you know, told friends about it and they're like, Oh, that's cool. Um, but I also at the time, of course, you know, listened to podcasts and I had heard, uh, on the talk show with John Gruber at one point, he mentioned like, uh, you know, when I, when someone is pitching their app to me, like, I just want them to send me an email, a promo code, and just give me a little blurb and don't try to like sell me on just say like, you know, here's this, try it out whatever. And I was like, okay, I'm going to follow that advice. So I, you know, sent him a blurb and sent him a, send him a promo code. I'd never heard a single thing back. I was like, you know, whatever, where's the shot. Uh, and then on opening day, uh, he posted on uh, daring fireball, 
like great new app for opening day and uh, you know, linked to my to my site. And so uh, fortunately, it was a very static HTML site. And so uh, the fireballing didn't, you know, uh, take me down or anything. Yeah, uh, but it did send a ton of people to, uh, you know, to the app on, uh, you know, effectively day one, you know, day day one of usefulness. Yeah, you couldn't ask for a better overlap uh, of a baseball fan and uh, iOS fan with a giant following. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. So I uh, kind of got lucky there, um, <laughs> just a little bit. Um, I mentioned I was at a corporate job at the time. And all of a sudden, my phone was like blowing up a little bit like I was getting like emails because I think I had a public email on there. And I was getting uh, like, people found out about it and were tweeting to me and things like that. And uh, so it was kind of crazy. And also, uh, it wasn't very long. Once you have a following, you have uh, feature requests and bug reports. <laughs> uh, yep. And so that was coming uh, fast and heavy uh, in the first you know, couple of days. Um, I quickly realized that people were not, you know, people were like, it's 2013. Why is this data delayed? And uh, so I taught myself PHP and wrote a scraper over like the first like three days it was in the you know it really uh, focused on the public uh and you know started building uh, my own api for it and so um there were there there were days i was manually entering uh scores uh it didn't last very long because it was not very sustainable but i did teach myself enough php in that uh, short amount of time to uh start to automate a lot of that stuff and then um kind of grew from there and um over the course of its life um i've I've joked about a little bit i need to write like an oral history of this but like i've you know rewritten it uh, a couple times in uh, that cross-platform language i have used parse as a back end at one point uh before facebook bought it and killed it and then i went back to my own uh, homemade API, which is currently uh, what it's using. Um, I you know, wrote it in Swift uh, 1, Swift you know, 1.0, whenever Swift came out. And uh, then you know, I have updated it uh, in a couple different rewrites uh, since then. Uh, and then most recently, uh, rewrote it all in Swift UI last year, uh, which also uh, came out with uh, you know, a new name, also more sports. Um, and then I also have big plans for uh, kind of what's coming up next. And so, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a wild ride. Uh, it's never like been a full-time job and it's also never been that much of a moneymaker at all. It's more of a hobby, uh, but it really keeps me uh, able to play with some of the new stuff. Like I, I think I had a watch app on day one. Uh, I no longer have a watch app because that was watch get uh, one, uh, <laughs> but that's something that I definitely want to uh, you know, re- revive now that we're in the SwiftUI watch world. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's been fun uh, and I you know hope to keep it up and I've got some you know good ideas for, for the future that I'm really excited about for sure. So I kind of want to talk about uh, like, sort of the the business model then because it's been around since 2013 and i believe it's gone through a couple different changes right including last year's uh big sort of rewrite yep yeah so um that's a that's a whole nother aspect of it for sure so it started off as paid um because a lot of things were paid back then and yeah i think i think i launched it at 99 cents it might have been 199 i know at at different points it's been either a dollar or two dollars uh as you know kind of a a paid up front thing um somewhere along the line and i could probably look this up uh, i think probably about 2015 maybe um i switched to a uh subscription model so i I, um, I, I guess, um, yeah, so it was paid in the door. Uh, that was, you know, that was the first thing. Then I uh, switched to um, subscription whenever uh, it may have correlated with Apple's uh, uh, update where the second year you get 18, uh, 85, 15 split potentially. Um, and I also wanted to have, a, you know, the ability for people to use part of it for free. Um, so basically, I locked away the deeper features. So the, you know, once you drill in to see like deep, team stats and um, and the game results and things like that. Um, that was behind uh, the subscription wall. Um, 
and I, man, I can't remember that. I may not have, it may have just been in that purchase. It may have been free within that purchase uh, to unlock that first. And then I think I went to subscription. Um, and so I have had this, had this uh, situation now where I have grandfathered in uh, previously paid uh, people. And um, I also uh, last year split out into different sports. And so um, the way I handled that was if you previously paid for the app when it was baseball only, you get baseball only for, you know, you get baseball, the baseball stuff right. forever. Um, but I also uh, recognize that a lot of people might want multiple sports. So you can subscribe to multiple. So you can say like, I only care about baseball and football, but then uh, there's kind of diminishing returns where it's like, what if, uh, you know, what if they care about three or four sports? And uh, so I, I wanted to make a kind of a all in one bucket that will, um, you know, effectively, you know, it will give you everything that I, that I offer, uh, for, uh, you know, a, a larger, but, you know, discounted, uh, if you were to buy everything individually, uh, right. Um, and so that's the, you know, that's where I think I've seen most of my sales actually, uh, come in is that all sports bucket. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm considering potentially, uh, making that the only tier in the, in the near future. Um, I've also, you know, considered the whole, you know, lifetime unlocked because people don't like the subscriptions, uh, thing. Um, the rationale for a subscription is that I have kind of that recurring cost of just like operating and, and, uh, and getting, uh, you know, running the servers, uh, cause they're all, uh, you know, my own, my own managed servers and also, you know, um, maintaining the data and my database and everything like that. And so, uh, that's kind of the, the ongoing revenue. Yeah. That, that was kind of the thing that, like I mentioned, you were the first, uh, subscription or at least, you know, uh-huh. indie subscription that I had. And I like, I think part of it is because there's a very clear, like value you're getting for, for the yearly cost. Like you're getting this data right. for a year kind of. And yeah, also I think there's the fact that at least in my head, it's like I'm paying for the season, which I, I don't exactly. think is technically the yep. case, right? It's just a year, right, but right. Yep. it just maps so well that it felt way <laughs> more natural there than it does for a very similar thing for like a to-do app or something like that, where, you know, they have server costs and a lot of that stuff too, maybe, but for some reason it's like, there's not that direct connection with this external thing that already happens at a yearly cadence. Right. Right. And something about that makes it feel way more natural to me. Yeah. That's what, you know, that's what I kind of you know, pictured as well is that it was, uh, um, you know, very, you know, very cyclical. So, you know, I, at one point I did, you know, I thought about what if you buy by the season, um, I, um, I'm not hundred percent familiar, but I, I think, uh, Curtis Herbert, uh, is, uh, par- uh yeah. With his like passes, yeah, exactly. And so they have kind of like season pass. I thought about that as well. Um, but it was more of a lazy simplification uh, in, into a year because fortunately, you know, leagues kind of, you know, work on that schedule. Um, I, I did consider like if there was a substantial cancellation, then like uh, this year just didn't happen at all. Uh, maybe I would, you know, throw in a free year at some point or something like that. Um, but um, obviously sports are back uh, sort of. And so, yeah, definitely want to talk about that before this is over, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of a, you know, it's, it's a pretty cheap app, of course. It's not like, I think it's, uh, two bucks a year. So it's, uh, you know, pretty, uh, pretty, uh, for, for a single sport. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's a pretty, pretty cheap app. Uh, you know, all things considered, I, I only charge yearly. I don't charge like per month or per, per week or you know, a smaller interval or anything like that. And so, um, yeah, like I said, it's not, not a huge moneymaker, but it's definitely a, uh, you know, a fun thing to do. Uh, one thing that I really like to do is to stay up with the latest technologies. Like there's, you know, so many, you know, cool things that Apple does, uh, you know, uh, and everything from widgets, you know, well, the original widgets and then now the new widgets and then, uh, Siri and, uh, and the, in, and intense and, you know, the watch, um, uh, watch apps. And I'm trying to think of other things, things I've adapted, um, just, you know, basically used pin it as a, 
um, sandbox to, to play with these all, all these new things. And so, um, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun uh, just to be, have a tool, uh, you know, have a, a toy that I can kind of adapt uh, when anytime Apple comes out with anything new. Um, and, you know, if I'm sitting in the audience at WBC and something comes along, I'll, you know, I'll, you know, generally build into pin it first before I do it in the day job because it actually, uh, you know, gives me some experience and gives me some practice. Uh, plus, you know, it's kind of fun to do. Uh, plus, pin it's, you know, code base isn't the largest or anything. And so um, it's, you know, de- you know, reasonable to rewrite in SwiftUI in, you know, a couple months before <laughs> before iOS 13 comes out. So. Yeah, that that was the thing. Whenever I switched over to, to an iOS team at work, uh, one of the things that was really notable was how everybody or not everybody but a lot of people on the teams had just a little like what you're talking about like i I used to call it like a muse it was basically like yeah (laughs) it's this this little app on the side that you have is like this an excuse to try a bunch of different things yep and that was why i started dark noise it was the same kind of thing it was like okay i want to learn all this stuff and i want to have some experience with a bunch of these different apis that you're not necessarily getting in the jobby job that whenever that gets brought up at work everybody's kind of like oh well i did that over here and you know they'll pull out their phone and go look up a certain piece of data or you know Mm -hmm. i use this framework or whatever and it's like it's really cool to have this external thing where there's not your normal business requirements if you mess it up you're not going to cost a shareholder you know millions of dollars or something like that (laughs) and so it's like a low cost uh playground yeah that's how that's how i've treated it and i you know it's something that's a lot of fun to do uh that i um, you know, just have, you know, my, my own little playground I can, I can play with for sure. So. Whenever, so whenever you switched over to subscription, mm-hmm. did you run into the, uh, the sort of angry mob, like a lot of people do, or <laughs> did the fact that you sort of grandfathered in everybody, uh, who had paid up front kind of alleviate that you think? Yeah, I don't think I really had anyone really reach out. Um, you know, obviously, I don't have the, the audience of like a, a Fantastical or something like that. But um, yeah, I, I don't really think I had too much uh, complaints. Uh, that was one thing I really wanted to do was, you know, make it right for the people who, uh, you know, gave me their money up front. Uh, even though, you know, if you bought it for a dollar, like you're relatively have a, have a bit of a bargain, uh, you know, this, this much yeah, later. Yeah, if you bought it for a dollar in 2013, yeah. uh, you've <laughs> gotten a lot of your money's worth and then some. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, uh, I, I, uh, you know, I, I really wanted to make it where I could grad- grandfather them in. Uh, that was one thing that I, uh, you know, kind of wanted to focus on. Um, so far, I've supported that. Uh, and uh, I imagine maybe if I were to completely uh, eliminate that in the future, uh, I might have some pushback potentially. Uh, but I think that, uh, you know, I'll probably continue to support that for, for a little bit at least. That's awesome. <laughs> so we kind of touched on it earlier, but uh, I guess the, the big elephant in the room is you have a sports app in uh, 2020. <laughs> so yeah. uh, how are you approaching that? Or are you just sort of like <laughs> letting it wash over you like a giant wave? Or is there I, really, I just want to hear like, what, what are you doing or how are you dealing with this whole situation? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it would, uh, I was, you know, well, when it shut down, obviously <laughs> there's nothing you can do. And, uh, just, you know, kept on doing nothing because there were no games. Uh, my, my, uh, cron job that, you know, kind of tabulates the scores every 10 minutes, uh, just kind of kept going doing nothing. <laughs> um, and so there, there was that, um, but I was really focused on like how things were going to resume, uh, because I you know assumed that they probably would, uh, I did kind of, you know, think through a little bit of, 
if something didn't resume for a while, like what, you know, what I would do, or if there was something I could bring to the table that, you know, is analysis on, you know, previous years, but um, honestly, nothing seemed that important, I guess, uh, you know, the uh, sports didn't seem that important in the middle of middle of April. Right. But, um, True. As far as uh, whenever, uh, you know, whenever you could see that things were, you know, shaping up to, to come back, um, I really dug into like, how is, uh, you know, how are they structuring things? And so uh, it's kind of weird in some things. Uh, so, uh, fortunately NFL is out, uh, because it was just, you know, uh, between seasons. And so that was, uh, that was fine. Uh, baseball was, uh, between seasons as well. And so that was kind of, kind of a thing. Uh, but of course the season's different, uh, the length of the season's different. So I've, uh, updated the, the, uh, I have an algorithm per sport based on, uh, based on number of games to calculate the height. Um, so like, you know, that's basically if you, if you're one to know, you're not at the top of the list. Uh, there's a kind of a, um, uh, uh, kind of an algorithm that that takes into into uh, consideration how long the season is and things like yeah, that. Yeah, I was wondering about that. Well, because yeah. also like like right now the Cardinals are not playing mm-hmm. games because uh, they've <laughs> tested positive. Yeah, uh, and other teams are like that, and there will be more teams. So like, there's teams that are just on total pause yep. right now, and other teams in the division that are keeping playing. Like how. Is there anything you can even do to try and make that data make sense, <laughs> um, or do you just kind of have to wait till they make up games? Yeah, I mean, it, that that's kind of the thing, I guess. At least, I mean, with with most, I guess, you know, uh, football is a little, little more uniform. But with most sports, like sometimes you'll get into a situation where uh, your teams will, in, in normal situations, might be like three games ahead of you know somebody else, like right. in total games played. And so you're always going to have that. And so that's what I've kind of yeah, t- uh, you know, calculated into my um, into my algorithm a little bit of like um, it's all going to even out by the end of the season assuming everyone plays the same number of games which is a big assumption uh now but uh you know that's that's the the general uh you know the general thinking behind how it's how it's tabulated um and so this is um you know, effectively they're, yeah, you're right. They're on pause. And so, uh, so, you know, the Marlins, uh, I don't know if they've quite resumed. I know the Cardinals are on pause, uh, as far as, um, you know, not actively adding any games, but I assume once those make up, um, they will, um, you know, try, I, I think MLB will probably try to, you know, keep the, uh, keep the number of, of total games the same across everybody. Uh, and if that's the case, then I think everything will work out. Uh, if not, uh, I can tabulate on the fly uh, and we can uh, try to figure out a, an updated algorithm, uh, algorithm, um, at one point, that was all client side that's now all server side oh um, nice uh, yeah that makes that easier actually yeah i actually uh the the season started before uh or the season started and i had not yet updated the algorithm and so actually after like game one i updated uh to consider it as a 60 game season as opposed to 162 game um and so uh that that one is you know pretty pretty straightforward um that we also our mlb also uh expanded the number of uh, teams for the playoffs as well and so um, that is also something i I could do uh client or server side as well uh and basically say label you know uh, i think it's eight teams per league instead of uh what four or yeah four teams uh something like that and so uh, or i guess five now with wild cards um and so that's uh that's something i could do as uh, server side as well so um baseball is easy uh ish uh, with those changes uh football still you know to be determined i guess uh, hockey actually kind of did me a favor a little bit by calling the regular season uh pennant doesn't do much with or anything at all right now with the postseason so i don't i you know deal mostly with uh, regular season stand standings and so uh once the postseason hits uh it's kind of there's no visualization for that currently in in the app and uh, that's something i'm hoping to add in the near future but um in the nhl just went straight to um just went straight to uh playoffs um 
basketball and soccer were basically the two kind of like in the middle ones. Uh, so basketball, it uh, they decided to drop off the teams that were like mathematically ineligible for the postseason. So they are going to be like the Marlins, basically, where nothing uh, nothing continues to advance uh, for those teams. Uh, but they'll just be at the bottom because they were already at the bottom, and um, so they just won't have additional games played. Um, but it's not they're not going to be. You know, there's no fluke of, uh, you know, percentages where they'll be, um, you know, they'll be higher than anyone who's still in the season. Um, and then soccer uh, actually resumed the season um, in a tournament form. But the first round of the tournament counts as regular season games. So it's an interesting uh, soccer <laughs> structure. Uh, and so uh, I, I'm i double checking uh, uh, as far as when they go to that second round to make sure that that data isn't, uh, you know, counted into the app. Uh, but that's kind of a weird, uh, weird edge case that I'll, I'll have to keep my eye on. So um, anyway, that's, uh, that's something that, uh, that I've, you know, had, definitely had to deal with. Uh, and I was always kind of watching every time they were like floating in a proposal for, you know, here's how we'll structure the rest of the season. Um, you know, how, uh, how, how I was going to deal with it. Yeah. Weren't they talking about like even changing in the MLB changing uh, what the league or the divisions were Yeah, to like make everybody closer together? Yeah. And I, I uh, considered that too. I was like, Oh man, I'm going to have to like, add like a grapefruit league and a cactus league yeah. you know, or something. And so, you know, American league and national league. And I, I thought it, I thought through, and I'm pretty sure it was all doable server side, which is a big investment I made in the last, uh, in the last few years. Uh, it actually, you know, fed a lot into the, um, the multi-sport uh, aspect. Uh, I, for a long time, you know, it was very, very hard coded, uh, like ooh, extremely hard coded, like position of the teams. And like, there were 30 of them and it was nice and symmetrical for, for baseball. Um, I did know that, you know, other, uh, other teams were not quite as symmetrical. Uh, football of course is it's like, uh, 32 teams. It's like eight divisions of four each. Um, so that's nice. But then, uh, soccer is not symmetrical. I don't believe hockey currently is. Um, and so, um, over the last couple of years, I um, kind of generalized uh, my models, basically, and uh, really made it so I could um, pass it down from from the server and be a, um, you know, pretty, pretty generic. Um, a lot of, you know, all the labels are, are really defined uh, the server side, so I could change things like that, um, you know, dynamically. Um, I've got a little more work to do, uh, especially around uh, the number of different labels, like, uh, uh, different, different sports. Uh, it's hard to, you know, put them all in the same bucket. Uh, you know, f- uh, actually soccer had to change some things too, because, uh, there's a lot of conventions in, uh, you know, football and, uh, you know, football, baseball, basketball, where it's like, you know, Kansas city Royals. It's, you know, first name is the city and last name is the team, but our soccer team is sporting Kansas city. And so it's kind of inverted and I don't, you know, don't want to get it wrong. And so I had to, you know, add a new, uh, a new field for like a display name and things like that. And so, um, there's still some generalization. I still need to do a little bit, uh, especially because, uh, one of the things I really want to bring is, um, is racing like, um, NASCAR and or F1. I'm kind of really into F1 right now. Uh, and so that's a whole different model, uh, with different types of, uh, you know, play, you know, winner, um, uh, potential, uh, or drivers do have, uh, wins and losses, but it's not like they're not going to like win, you know, 50% of the races unless they're Lewis Hamilton. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, like, you know, it's a totally different, you know, structure and stuff like that. So, um, I've got, you know, a, a number of things in the works as far as like how to bring more sports, especially sports that don't follow the same, uh, conventions as, uh, you know, the North American sports we're used to, I guess. Long answer. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's kind of awesome that like you happened to well not happened but you you did a lot of that pre-work that's making uh this a lot more flexible for you during all this insanity yeah yeah actually i do need to um 
update. Uh, so I don't have 2020 football in yet, but like the Washington Redskins are changing their name to the Washington football team. I yeah, think the it's Washington their, their temporary team. team. Yeah. W-F-T. And so like, I'll be, yeah, yeah. So I'll be updating them and, but it will be all client side. Um, the ones, the one, or sorry, server side. Um, the one client side thing that I do have to do is, uh, the configuration that says, you now have, you now know about the 2020 NFL team, but, um, I've tried to keep it as simple as possible, uh, as far as like how to update for that. So, um, yeah, be looking for that update, uh, in the near future. <laughs> and then, so like, uh, you know, as seasons weren't starting, uh, and seasons mm-hmm. weren't getting into playoffs necessarily the normal way. Well, I guess playoffs yeah. wouldn't affect you, but have you noticed like a hit on your sales or downloads? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, it's, it's like I said, it's not, not a big moneymaker. So it's not something I, I look at like every day. Uh, but it's, I think definitely, um, you know, has dropped down. Uh, fortunately I did get a, you know, a decent bump last year when I like kind of relaunched, uh, stuff. And so a lot of the subscriptions actually don't start in the spring like they used to, uh, because of, uh, you know, because of baseball being, the oh, only yeah. sport. um, so now I actually have, yeah, a lot that we're are soon going to be renewing around iOS, you know, 14 time, or at least, you know, a year after I was 13 time. Um, so, um, because of that yearly subscription, um, yeah, I, I didn't get too much of a pre baseball bump, uh, but I might have more of a year round, uh, you know, kind of, um, you know, renewals, I guess that, that are happening. So, um, it's kind of an interesting, you know, timing position. And uh, I don't think I was you know hurt terribly much. Um, also, you know, it's not, not a lot of money to lose, but, um, I, uh, you know, it, it would have been nice of course, if the, you know, the sports were up uh, and running, but now, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of sports going on if you're interested in multiple sports and, uh, it's, you know, now a good time to, to jump on the finite bandwagon, bandwagon as well i guess yeah that was actually one thing i wanted to talk about was uh your your big rewrite launch last year was yeah like coincided with ios 13 and yep. I- this year is my first year uh kind of as somebody who already has an app in the store mm-hmm. you know when a new version of ios comes out i mean technically that was the case last year but i had literally like weeks before release the first version and so this is kind right, of the first right. year i'm going to be uh i think in the fray of that uh like ios 14 will come out and a whole bunch of apps will come out and there will be all this <laughs> stuff happening and last yep. year you were really deep into it because not only did you add ios 13 features but you really did like totally rewrite your app uh from the ground up yeah. for that so what what was that kind of experience like and is there anything you can do to kind of like try and stand out from the the masses yeah, that, that's a good question. Um, so I, uh, I, I had the idea. Um, so uh, you know, talking about the uh, the playground of you know you can do whatever you want, uh, basically uh, with you know kind of these personal apps. Uh, I have. I, I realized pretty early on, uh, actually at WWDC, I was uh, working on uh, like some layout stuff. I was trying to just, you know, get grasp the Swift UI layout, uh, you know, system. And so I was just replicating, uh, it's actually the, the horizontal bar chart, uh, that you see when you tap in a, into a division, uh, up at the top, I was re- uh, replicating that in Swift UI. And I was using that in labs as a, uh, you know, as an example of like, you know, how, how do you lay out this? How do you, you know, align stuff on the left side? How do you, you know, show uh, percentage width and things like that. Um, and I, you know, kind of had this in mind and I was like, I'm just going to, say iOS 13 only like I'm, I mean iOS 12 users can use the old uh, you know the older app um, but when I uh, release an iOS 13 build I'll make it iOS 13 only because I want to dive deep into Swift UI and obviously you can't really do that with iOS 12 um, and so um, that was kind of in my mind really from from June on um, I you know worked on it over the course of the summer uh, and 
it kind of snuck up on me a little bit. Like I, I was working on it and working on it. And uh, then it was like almost, almost September. And I was like, shoot, I, I, I need to kind of you know move along here. And it was actually about uh, maybe two weeks before I submitted this, uh, the submitted the build um, that I decided to support multiple uh, sports because um, a long, long, long time ago, I had a spinoff uh, probably 24, it, might have, it was actually, I think, 2013, uh, fall 2013. I had uh, raced to the playoffs as a football one. Uh, and it was a football spinoff and it uh, only you know, only exa- uh, lived on for one season. Um, but I was like, man, do I, I want to spin off more sports? Like that was always in my, in my mind. Um, and I was actually structuring uh, my data so that I could do that uh, and publish to different uh, different targets, actually, of, uh, you know, in the iOS project. So I could have, you know, multiple apps. Um, but... I was like, I don't want to have to manage all that. And so uh, I made a pretty late, uh, late call last, uh, I guess it was last August, probably, uh, to put them all in one app. And then I was like, well, uh, at this point, do I want to rebrand anything? And so I was like, okay, I'll, you know, I'll simplify the name. Uh, and then, you know, added, you know, added, of course, the sports switcher and things like that, where you can, you know, switch between things, tried to figure out my business model with that, you know, supporting the, you know, single apps or, or the all sports. Um, and so that was all kind of a, a late decision, but, um, uh, because of that, I didn't unfortunately have, uh, you know, a ton of, uh, you know, a ton of what I wanted to do, uh, in the app as far as like a, a watch app and things like that. But, um, I did, you know, have it ready to go on day one, uh, you know, Swift UI, uh, it's, it's fun. Uh, you know, it's you know, really fun to play with uh, year one and I think it's even better, uh, year two. And so, um, that's what I'm you know really excited about in my evenings. Like if, if I'm not talking to you right now, I'd, I'd be working on it and uh, you know, I'm, I'll probably, I'll probably be working on it after. After I talk to you, uh, but um, I've got you know a lot of ideas coming up uh, for iOS 14. Um, I think grids are really really nice. Uh, I think the new menu stuff is really really nice, um, and I also uh, have ideas about uh, supporting sidebar and also uh, running it on uh, Mac. I have run it on a Mac Ooh. I have here that uh, runs iOS apps, and so I, uh, <laughs> it, it looks looks decent. And uh, so um, you know, got some got some ideas there as far as how things uh, how things might work. Um, I last in the last couple couple months, I've been you know brainstorming on like what does like a total redesign look like? Like what? Like I said, this has looked the same way for like twenty since twenty thirteen. Uh, bar charts up front. Um, that's cool and all, but I also have a lot of really good data, and there's a lot of SwiftUI especially makes it really easy to visualize things in charts and in diagrams uh, that you can, you know, really, you know, shine on the, the graphic side of things of like, uh, you know, donut charts and, uh, and pie charts and, you know, uh, animations and things like that. And so um, one thing I wanted to do was make a customizable uh, dashboard. So mm. uh, currently you get, you get <laughs> baseball, you get football, you get basketball or whatever. Um, and I was like, what if I wanted to see, all that on the same on the same dashboard, like scroll through and see like Chiefs and Royals on the, on the same board. And maybe I want to see just like, um, you know, maybe I want to see other than maybe I, maybe I have two fan, two teams that I was talking to uh, actually Josh Holtz, I think uh, really likes uh, the Packers and the Chiefs. And, uh, you know, he wants to see both, you know, data from both on the same same view. Um, and so I had this idea where you could basically create little widgets uh, with of a number of different uh, configurations and pick your team or your division to populate them. And I was working through this and then Apple announced widgets and I was like, Oh, 
that looks perfect. And so I could do widgets in the app, uh, my, you know, what I was planning on doing anyway, but also move these same widgets uh, and make them available as, you know, system widgets as well. So uh, very, very excited about that aspect. Oh man. And like the new system widgets, you can have as many as you want each with exactly. their its own configuration. So exactly. yeah, you could literally build a home screen, a custom home screen that is just <laughs> a bunch of individual wi- widgets of your app. Yeah, that's yep. <laughs> mm, yeah, that's really exciting. Yeah, yeah it's it's the pennant phone soon. Uh, yeah, that's what I <laughs> pennant OS. Yeah, so exactly, exactly, uh, taking over the world. So uh, yeah, I'm definitely definitely excited to do that. Uh, we're, I'm working on a lot of that. Mostly, I'm working on the backend stuff to support it all. Uh, so I have all this data in house. Uh, so um, over the years, I've just basically collected all this game data and you know parsed it into uh, uh, you know into data that I you know can control, manipulate, and uh, you know and you know. Uh, visualize in many different ways. Uh, I've got a, a number of different visualizations uh, in mind. Uh, I'm, you know, really uh, inspired by uh, I, f- I forgot uh, I forgot the developer's name, but Charty. Uh, the uh, oh Rodrigo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a uh, shortcuts uh, charting app, and so um, you know, basically, I'm, I'm really fascinated with uh, visualizing data, and um, I think that uh, you know, sports is my fun way of, of visualizing data that uh, you can make it really glanceable. I mean, that's uh, like you know, back to the you know early introduction of how I. Uh, introduced the uh, the app was uh, you know it's you know glanceable sports standings uh, so that you can just uh, you know see where things are and so um, yeah that's what I'm hoping to uh, to bring into a configurable dashboard and so um, I've got my work cut out for me before I was 14 whether it's September or October uh, whatever that may be uh, I've got quite a bit to do but I'm definitely excited about that and uh, actually. Uh, pretty pretty inspired by you and your like open uh, development of uh, of dark noise. Uh, you know, I'll probably be posting some things uh, on Twitter uh, publicly where I've pretty much uh, kept things uh, close to the best uh, previously. Um, I'll also probably open up a, a public beta as well, which uh, uh, you know hopefully uh, can give some you know, get some really good feedback as well. There we go. This I, I'll be honest. This entire uh, podcast was just an excuse for me to try and get a, a test flight beta from you. So uh, I'll <laughs> eagerly be awaiting that. <laughs> Oh yeah, you got it. For sure. <laughs> Man, I'll tell you what, uh, those widgets in iOS 14 are really great. I like, they're way yeah. better than I was even expecting them to be, uh, whenever they yep. were first announced and, uh, time of recording, like we're starting to get the flood of, you know, indie devs, uh, with support for them. And it's really starting to make my phone feel genuinely different. Yeah. It's wild. It's like, uh, I mean, it's just so so relevant. Like I guess you know, glance down there. Oh, there's my calendar. I, here's what I'm, here's what I'm doing tomorrow. Or like here, you know, here's the uh, the temperature outside. And uh, you know, it's nice and nice and slick. I'm really excited to see the third party uh, the third party uh, widgets for sure. Because I I don't I don't think I have any balances right now. Um, and so um, actually I, I I do have yours. Uh, so I, I do need to, uh, to update that. <laughs> yeah, I think it's the fact that because you know I was on Android for a long time and they had widgets and and part of it is. Uh, not only was I an Android person, but I was a like Nexus uh, phone Android person, which is like, mm-hmm. you know, surprisingly good performance, but like they were cheap. So you, yeah, oftentimes yeah. it was both the camera and the battery life that were the things that suffered on my phones. And so gotcha. I was always playing a battery life game. And so I didn't really like use widgets too heavily, but, mm-hmm. but also I think there's just something about uh, the way that these are styled. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's that they're like, they're sort of aggressively static to kind of, it kind of gives me this impression. Like this is just like an icon. Like it's not using any, it's not using up my phone, uh, but whether that means battery or CPU or whatever. 
uh something about that makes me feel less weird about putting them all over my screen in a way that on android <laughs> i i was i only would maybe put like a clock or something mm-hmm. um which maybe that's not the case with android anymore it's been a while since i've been on there but yeah uh yeah it's it's i think this is gonna be like ios 14 generally seemed like it was a kind of lighter release in a lot of ways but i think this is easily the biggest change to the home screen since i think the iphone came out and i i think that's gonna make it feel like a big uh os release just for that reason alone right right yeah it's a uh, it's it's like um i mean as as an ios guy uh for you know forever i i I did have one Android work phone for uh, way, way, way back in the day, but it was way, way back in the day. Um, but yeah, I, you know, always sort of, uh, you know, you know, envied a little bit to like the ability, like customization uh, ability of, of Android. And I think this is like just a perfect uh, solution. Um, I think it's, it's really fascinating what uh, they're doing with basically using SwiftUI as kind of the snapshot so they can just, you know, run a snippet of code, you know, just a, a little, little chunkier app, uh, just periodically in the background and then just populate, uh, this, you know, pretty static, uh, you know, representation of the UI and, you know, just really be performant. And so I think it's a super smart way of doing that. Um, I really do like, uh, the smart stacks so you can like swipe through things. And it doesn't take up a ton of like screen real estate either. Um, I think I, I have a, a feature request. Like I would love a, uh, like a, a two icon size one, like a smaller, a smaller. One. I'd love a single uh, icon size one. Yeah. That, yeah, exactly. Like for, like, for dark noise in particular, uh, yeah, imagine if true. you could just put any noise, which I already styled to be little round wrecks that are basically, yep. you know, can be <laughs> that size with a single icon. If you could just stick those all over your screen, like you could have exactly. a home screen that's just a big soundboard for all my different, you know, sounds. Uh, yeah. But I, I wonder if that was like, they didn't want to have people use that as a way to do like dynamic custom app icons because for some reason they don't want to have people do that i don't know uh (laughs) yeah yeah and like (laughs) i love they they took the the old mac uh dashboard concept where like you know they flip around and all the settings are Mm -hmm. on the back but i'm really surprised by how much uh configuration they let us give users for those yeah like yeah and that that's a that's like a paradigm i was like trying to figure out i was like okay that's kind of what i want to do but like how do i like like allow users in these future pennant widgets in the app like how do you uh configure it and i was like i you know i want to have a couple options probably like a a team uh or like a league a year and a team maybe and they're like all relevant and or like they all like uh ripple down so like if you pick the pick the uh, league, you then you pick the year, then you pick the team. And maybe if it's a team that doesn't exist in, in that year, like it wouldn't show up. Uh, but like, that's all doable. And they've, you know, solved for it. Uh, as far as like, uh, that's how widgets work. Like everything is very dynamic as far as those, you know, the inputs that uh, you can edit each, uh, each widget with. Yeah. So really clever. Very, very excited. Yeah. And specifically very excited to see, uh, see what you do with those because uh, <laughs> that's a view I look at often and so the idea of having that on my home screen or even having multiple uh, for different leagues mm-hmm. on my home screen is uh, is definitely very exciting. Well, yeah, I've, uh, I've got, got my work cut out for me <laughs> for sure but uh, I think I'm, I'm definitely uh, definitely excited to see what I can do and then, yeah, I mean um, that's a nice thing is like the sky's the limit. Like you can you can have as many wedges as you want. Uh, you can just try, you know, throwing different things away, uh, you know, against it and see, uh, you know, see what works and um yeah, I've got got some good ideas. Uh, I'm sure that uh, people will come to me with the, you know even more features uh, suggestions of like you know visualizations, and uh, definitely excited for that as well. So um, that's awesome. 
<laughs> awesome. Well, uh, I guess we'll we'll wrap up here. So I'll ask uh, the question I ask everybody at the end of the show, which is, uh, what's a person or people out there that have inspired you and uh, the work that you do that you'd recommend other people check out? Oh man, I you gave me a heads up on this one, and I still haven't solidly landed on a solid <laughs> answer because uh, it's it's tricky. Because I think that what's really cool about our kind of community, and I'm you know not by far uh, like I, I don't I feel like I'm just a guy, uh, but uh, there's like this iOS community where everyone is really supportive and also really good, and really smart, and really like helpful, and uh, I really you know appreciate how uh people are you know are are really just you know a friendly community and um you know you're gonna get that in all kinds of different areas but i really think that the, you know the ios uh community is really really cool so um i think uh and i'm not trying to butter you up but like you uh like jordan morgan uh josh holtz uh, uh shahab um like uh nathan lawrence uh sam gold like uh, everybody who is kind of uh in this you know in this kind of world um are really just good examples of like how if you want to do something just do it just like make it uh and just like build something and like all all you you know everyone i mentioned there really kind of has like a side project or uh or like uh like christian uh so like uh like has turned a side project into you know a full-time project um i mean you're always going to have like the you know the marcos and like that you know i forgot how you worded it like the the superstars uh you know indie developers um but there's a lot of people uh at the you know lower levels as well uh that are making things work and um like i said pinnet is not ever or hasn't ever uh been like a day job thing uh sure i would love if it, if it were i think it would be you know a miracle if it were uh you know my, my day job um but i do think uh it's really cool that you know like you said like everybody can kind of have um their side projects and their um you know their their things to tinker on and uh, like I, I like makers i guess uh you know people who are really um interested in making things for themselves or to share uh or for uh to solve problems and uh i don't know it's just kind of fascinating uh to see this whole community and i, I feel like i i follow more and more people every day on twitter and um but there i mean it's kind of an endless well of really creative really smart uh you know really friendly people that uh they're doing really cool things with technology and uh, especially in the ios world and or i guess apple platforms now with, with you know, mac and everything else as well um and so now you know i'm just really inspired by kind of all those uh you know all, all these indie apps that I, I see come out uh you know pretty much your roster of uh, of uh launched guests um is uh <laughs> you know a, a pretty pretty solid list of uh places to start for um you know, really good, um, you know, developers to follow and, uh, you know, try to, you know, try to imitate and try to do things differently and try to, um, you know, just, you know, make, just make things and put them out there in the world. And, um, you know, like, like I mentioned, like Penn, it's not uh, a huge, a huge deal. It's just kind of my uh, pet project. Um, but I love that everybody has pet projects. And I love that everybody has their, you know, little, uh, you know, their startups or their, uh, you know, their, you know, projects on the side or, you know, something that um, they can just grow. And, uh, you know, it's, it's inspiring. And, you know, I'm obviously riffing off of other people. Like when I see what people are doing with widgets, and I want to, you know, I want to do the same thing, or I see what people are doing with watch apps and I want to do the same thing. And, uh, you know, there's, uh, you know, a really cool, um, community that, you know, I, you know, I've only, you know, really dipped my toe into, but I, you know, I think it's a really, you know, kind of inspiring one for sure. And you mentioned, uh, Jordan and Nathan, I think, yeah, I think between, uh, us four that we've, we sort of triangulated, uh, Missouri, <laughs> uh, <laughs> exactly. this, this exactly. podcast might be over-representing this one state, uh, when it comes to the that's iOS true. community, I swear that's, it's, <laughs> it's not intentional. Like 
I, I've not met in person any of you. So it, it actually has nothing to do with location. <laughs> it is purely, uh, yeah. I guess, coincidence uh, of Twitter. But, uh, you know, maybe Missouri is actually this hotbed of, uh, you know, iOS <laughs> indie uh, activity. And Who so knew? that's why. Uh, so, you yeah, know, exactly. Everybody should come out here. That's that's what I'm saying. Well, not right now. <laughs> exactly. uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, wait a while. Don't bring anything. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's fun. I think that, uh, yeah, it's really cool that, um, yeah. So I was, uh, I, I met Jordan at WWC, uh, 2018 and I just like showed up for copy. Uh, and I was just chatting. I was like, you know, where are you from? And he's like, uh, you know, Springfield, Missouri. I was like, Oh, uh, really? <laughs> I was like, oh, you're from Missouri. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I was like, I'm, uh, I'm from Missouri. I was like, I thought I was the only one, <laughs> but, uh, apparently not. So, uh, yeah, it's a, you know, small world, but it's, it's really cool. Um, that, you know, and obviously, you know, uh, there's there's people all over the place. Uh, but uh, yeah, kind of uh, kind of happy that Midwest is represented as well. So. Yeah, yeah, it's nice to know that there's other <laughs> people. Uh, you know, a quick two hour drive away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a, a thing. I was uh, and I'm going off on a tangent. You can totally cut this if you want. But uh, if you've ever was, listened to this podcast, that's basically all this is. <laughs> I was uh, I was having a one on one with a, a new teammate. He's uh, he joined in the last uh, in the last month or so uh, on my team, and I was just chatting with him, and he was wearing an Accidental Tech podcast shirt, and I was like, oh, nice, you know, nice shirt, and uh, he was like, oh, thanks, and uh, then he was talking about like how one time uh, WWC last year, Casey Liss just uh, Mercedes and uh, I was like oh and I was like well I've, I've met Casey I have a mutual friend with him and like I've, I uh and uh, he's like oh yeah and then he was talking about like going to the shows and I was like man I like I feel like I'm in a universe of my own but I'm not <laughs> like there's other people like there's there's dozens of us uh but you know there's actually you know plenty of us that are kind of in this uh in this universe that we are uh you know I I you know mentioned uh, previously that I grew up in a really small town. Uh, I think four thousand people, and I am almost like I would bet money on. I was the first person probably to have an iPod uh, when I saved up my money and bought one in two thousand two thousand one. I think two thousand one, maybe two thousand two, and uh, like I'm, I know I was like the first one in in the town to have that. And so I may have been the first one in uh, in my town to have a Dell DJ. <laughs> <laughs> nice, that's awesome. That's maybe awesome. the only one uh, ever, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the point's not that the point's not that I, uh, you know, that I'm cool. It's more that I'm nerdy, I'm guessing, but it's also, uh, that I, uh, you know, that, you know, you, you think that you think you're kind of the only, you know, the only person in, in your boat, but you're definitely not, <laughs> you're definitely, uh, you know, there's, there's other people, the same interests, there's other people, the same hobbies, and there's other people who, uh, like making maps because it's fun or because, uh, it scratches the niche. And, uh, that's, you know, something that I, uh, I'm really happy that I've, you know, stumbled into over, you know, my long winding journey into however I got here, I guess. But, yeah, yeah. It's funny. <laughs> now that you say that I grew up with sort of the same feeling because I was obsessed with, uh, with film and uh, mm-hmm. motion graphics and, you know, cinematography and like these things that nobody around me was really that into. And the few that right. were all moved to LA or Vancouver. Uh, <laughs> and so, you know, it's like, to me, it's like, well, there's nobody that lives around me that's into the same things as me. And uh, this whole like sort of foray into iOS development in my head, I guess I was mapping it to be the same exact thing. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. everybody's in California. Like, obviously, maybe there's some in New York, but like, that's basically <laughs> where everybody is. And I don't know why I would think that because I listen to dozens of podcasts and I don't think maybe one or two people from those podcasts actually live in either of those two cities. But, that's true. you know, in my head, that's where all the action is. Uh, and yep. so it was sort of startling to be like, 
oh, this app that I just read about uh, and happened to talk to this person on Twitter, they live in Springfield. Like, oh, I went to school there. <laughs> and like, this person lives in Kansas City. I was just there on vacation. You know, like that yeah. was like a weird, uh, a weird realization. And, you know, I've even met people that are, are from around St. Louis. <laughs> Fortunately, I don't mm-hmm. get to meet them in person now. But, you know, yeah. <laughs> eventually maybe I'll get to. And so, uh, yeah, it's definitely, I definitely think it's worth like poking around. I, I don't know how you find people that are close to you, but it's it's comforting to know that there are people around uh in your area that are actually into kind of the same things you are yeah for sure well uh i guess i'm probably uh going a little over time this is weird no it's all good i used to i used to record uh i i had a a podcast with a friend a long time ago and Uh we always recorded at night and so that's kind of what i associated podcast recording with was at night Mm -hmm. and but when i started this show uh it kind of worked out that almost every episode I've done has been like during the day. Like most people it's like over lunch or now everybody's Uh, working at home. So it's a lot easier to just schedule your lunch early and then make it up at a different time. You know, that kind of deal. Yeah. yeah. And this is the first time I'm trying to think this might not be true, but (laughs) no, it's not true. Cause I've uh, uh, actually (laughs) literally the first episode uh, I think was at night because it was with Heidi who's in Australia and time zone wise that worked out that way. But for the most part, they've been during the day. And so I haven't actually recorded Mm. at night in a long time. Uh, so, <laughs> so we're not really technically over time, I guess, but I do want to keep these episodes dark. from being too long. So, so I guess I should wrap this right, up. Right. Uh, <laughs> no so before I do though, uh, where can people find you and, uh, and your app and whatever else you'd want people to find? Sure. Uh, so I'm on Twitter. Uh, T Hillsman is my uh, is my handle. Uh, Pinit is also on Twitter, but uh, only you know doesn't doesn't tweet too much. But uh, Pinit App is the is the handle. Uh, also PinitApp.com is the the URL for uh, for the landing page, and that'll of course take you to the, to the App Store. Uh, Pinit actually uh, shows up pretty high if you uh, if you search for that as well in the App Store, and it's pretty uh, memorable one word uh, name as well. So um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Um, TylerHillsman.com is my my site. I generally don't blog too much uh, but that's something i, I want to you know lean a little more into um but yeah um i'd be watching for those uh those test flights and uh upcoming uh, i was 14 build of uh bennett oh yeah very very excited about that <laughs> uh and before before i cut this off um little bit of housekeeping so like i said uh, i don't remember if it was on recording or before but uh the school year is is about to start uh for my kids and my wife is a teacher as well and so uh my world is about to just get totally rocked so i just kind of decided early on uh i was gonna put launch on a uh, back to school break for the month of september um so uh, this might be the last episode before that. Uh, originally, I was thinking there would be another one, but uh, like right before recording, uh, I found out that it might not be the case. So I'll I'll put out like a little mini episode thing to kind of explain uh, if if there's going to be a break. But just just a heads up for anybody that's made it uh, to the end of this one. It might be a little while before before you see another episode. It's the show's not canceled. Uh, I'm just <laughs> actively trying to make choices to survive uh, September as as this train of uh, school and you know, working from home while taking care of kids, uh, washes over us. So <laughs> good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I can't really complain. I know there's people in way worse position than me, but, uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a little scared. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to discuss the show, you can find me on Twitter at underscore Chucky C or tweet the show directly at launched FM. You can also discuss the episode with me, other listeners, and sometimes our guests on our dedicated subreddit, r slash launched FM. 
If you like the show, I'd really appreciate a rating or review in Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Breaker, or whatever your podcast of choice happens to be. And you can find show notes and more at launch.fm.com. <laughs>